0: I'm Mike Gorman and you're listening to the Celtics Pod Podcast for Celtics Vlog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor.
1: What's up guys? Happy Wednesday. Special episode for you guys today. I'm joined by a former Celtics fan favorite, currently crushing it out in Italy with Olympia Milano, Mr. Gigi D'Atome. How you doing, Gigi?
0: Hey, hello. It's good to talk with you guys.
1: It's been a while since people saw you in Boston. You've been crushing it out in Europe. You've had a spell in Turkey and now back in Italy. How are you finding being back on European soil and kind of just adjusting away from the American lifestyle?
0: Uh, Yes, for me it was more an adjustment to... Uh, go to the States after um, what 26 years, um, and mainly after playing a professional 10 years in Europe, let's say in Italy, um, it was an adjustment, but I liked it a lot. I like new new adjustment, new challenges. Of course, was very. Interesting and it was, was such a challenge to go in the States, uh, in NBA and uh, Detroit and Boston was, I have really good memories. Of course, more in Boston because I played more and I had more fun. Uh, but uh, also the adjustment in Turkey was another, another great uh, challenge. And uh, I like this opportunity that we have as a player to leave uh, uh, different countries, different culture and uh, playing basketball, which is the uh, best thing that we can do.
1: Moving, You mentioned you enjoyed your time in Boston because you got to play more. I mean, you were a fan favourite. Everybody loved you. The fans seem to still speak about you to this day. What was that like, making a connection with a fan base? How did that resonate with you on a personal level?
0: Uh, I think it was a mix of things. Uh, first of all, for sure, no, nobody expected this guy with a ponytail and beard uh, <laughs> coming from Italy. You know, uh, I was like an... Um, uh, an object, an object that I wasn't identified uh, previously. So uh, to see me stepping in the game and uh, hitting trees sometimes, you know, and that I think was a lot of curiosity around me. I felt this. Of course, I wanted to be there. I wanted to to have a role in the team and whatever role, just to be a part of a team. So I was very engaged from the bench. I was working a lot to be ready. And I think this um, uh, also the fans realized this. And uh, I tried to do my best, like my teammates did. But I, I must say that I had a lot of fun in that period. And the, the love from the fans community was huge. And of course, it's something that I have great memories about.
1: So when you're thinking back to your time in Boston, what was your favourite memory when uh, being on the floor for the Celtics?
0: I, I must say that the playoff experience was very nice for me because um, the arena was sold out and the energy was incredible. But uh, again, coming from the experience in Detroit, where, especially that season, uh, I had a lot of DMP, not even dressed. When I was able to play on the court and to feel the um, uh, love from the fans, my, the fans chanting my name, it was a special moment for me. I really have still go- uh, goosebumps if I think about it because it has been a hard season for me. And finally, to have the opportunity to stay on the court, to perform and, fi- um, and feel like a basketball player uh, with the, with that jersey that is huge and special in that arena, was really an unforgettable moment for me.
1: And you shared the floor with some Celtics royalty in you know, Isaiah Thomas and that now Marcus Smart. Did you get to learn anything from these guys? Were you picking their brains?
0: That year was Marcus Smart rookie but you could see that he was not a rookie. He was so experienced and so smart—not only <laughs> for his name, but he really on the court, he was very. He played like a very veteran. Uh, incredible hard in defense, as everybody knows. Um, he was they both were good teammates, and uh, Isaiah also he was coming from the bench that year and was uh, still uh, uh, giving a great contribution, playing uh, incredible good. And I had great, great memories, great guys, uh, great players, and I'm very happy that uh, I could play with them. Following
1: that year in Boston, where you got to experience the playoffs, you were playing regularly. You decided to go back to Europe. What was the biggest difference in terms of playstyle? Like, I mean, from the NBA back to the European game, what was the thing that really m- was the most noticeable for you?
0: No, as I said, uh, how, how I grew up as a player. Um, I am more, uh, uh, my background is, is in Europe. Also in those uh, summer uh, during my NBA experience, uh, I was playing with the national s- team, so I didn't lose contact with the FIBA world, let's say. And uh, as I said before, the, the adjustment for me was to go to the NBA with uh, different rules, different court also. Um, so it was a decision that I made because I, I saw uh, in Fenerbahce that year the possibility to be a... Uh, important piece of um, winning a club. Totally different from what I was going to have in a, another NBA experience. Not only because I was not going, I didn't have any chance to have uh, to be in a contender, but just because the role was totally different. So um, I was really, I, I really wanted to play basketball and to feel the responsibility. So Ferenc was a, I think a, a good choice for me. I, I had a lot of fun over there in the last five years. So I may be a about that decision.
1: And you crushed it out there. You Your statistics were off the charts. You, your three-point percentage was phenomenal. Do you feel like playing in the NBA kind of enhanced your game in a way to let you come back to Europe and be that more of a sharpshooter out in Turkey?
0: Uh, for sure, I think I came back as a better player because for sure I had a lot of time to work on my skills, especially uh, once again in Detroit uh, when I was not playing a lot. I could work a lot of uh, my individual game on my body. Uh, also in Boston, for sure I play. I came back um, as a better player. Uh, I think that was that was the goal. Not to lose time. Also when, when I was not uh, when I was not playing. Uh, I must say that also I've always been a good shooter in my career. And in Europe, uh, the main thing is to take good shots. And uh, I think in. The basketball that we played in Fenerbahce allowed me and my teammates to take good shots. We we were good players, so I think most of the players had a good percentage because we were taking good shots, so the shot selection was very important.
1: And Turkey's got one of the most competitive leagues outside of the NBA. Were there players you were coming up against there that you hadn't heard of that you were like, these guys could really make it in the NBA?
0: There were some. Um, okay, uh, I must say that a lot of times I saw some guys uh, that were going to play in the States, and they see and they say, "No, this guy will never make it." And then it was outstanding in NBA, or opposite some guy that was really good in Europe, and then uh, going there, and they thought it was going to be very good and couldn't have success. It's it's tricky. It's tricky in the league because I think the the most important thing is to to find that. The good fit for you for your player to be in the right moment in the right place in the right team with the right coach etc etc uh, so it's really tricky um, for example Doncic has been an outstanding case that was very good player in Europe arrived uh, right in the league and immediately played very 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 good uh, became an all-star and so on uh, but for all the other players I think it's a matter of find the right opportunity to show your uh, to show your skills and it's also a matter of luck sometimes.
1: And while we're talking about European players making it in the NBA, one of those European players happens to be your national compatriot in Danilo Gallinari. And the Celtics fans would kill me if I didn't ask this question. Have you spoke to him at all about his free agency? Have you kind of told him how awesome Boston is and he should take a a reduced paycheck to come and try and chase a ring?
0: No, we didn't uh, talk recently about his free agency. I'm sure that uh, he knows how Boston. uh, how nice it is to play uh, for a set. For sure, it will make the best decision for him. Uh, of course, I'm a Boston Celtics fan now, after being a player, so I will love him to play there. And I would love that the team will um, soon achieve the success that uh, the franchise deserves, the fans deserve, the coach Stevens deserve. Um, I will be very happy. And if Danilo uh, will be there, I will be even more happy.
1: You need to tell Danilo that because I'm sure all Celtics fans would be more happy to. <laughs> so while well, we're we'll stay on the topic of the NBA for one more moment before moving on a little bit, do you have any regrets from your time in the league? Anything that you wish you could have done differently or you wish played out in a different scenario to the way it did?
0: Uh, not many regrets because I think really I did everything I could to to be the best Teammates, for sure, that I could be and the best uh, player when the opportunity came. Uh, for sure, uh, maybe um, I I had to embrace better the mentality over there. For uh, for example, to uh, for example, when the D League opportunity came, I was not that happy because I felt like a professional player didn't go to the state supreme D League. But that's part of the pattern in the when you go to NBA so um, mentally maybe I should have been more ready about that but in terms of uh, effort of uh, being professional or trying to be the best player as well, uh, as I could be I have no regrets about it uh, that's why I'm very happy about the experience uh, also in the bad times I, I think I, I, I became a better player and a better person and uh, All those times made me the person that I am today. I'm very happy with the person and the player that I am today, so it's all good.
1: And when you left the NBA, you left behind numerous teammates and some coaching staff that you obviously would have grown close to. Are you still in contact with any of these guys? Do you still text them after games or speak to them from time to time?
0: Here and there, here and there, I text um, people in the Celtics when they achieve something like Coach De Stevens or Coach uh, Laranaga, Marco Smart. Uh, here and there, I talk with IT. Um, IT. I'm very, I say, uh, not sad but uh, sorry because he was dominating the league and uh, for a lot of things that was not under his control. Uh, if uh, he ended in a, in different teams I couldn't find his, his role again with some healthy issues I think he's such an incredible player an incredible person also that he deserves really the best and uh, I still cheer for you and uh, for him and I still uh, hope uh, I, I, I'm sure that if he can find the right fit as I said before he still can be Back in dominating the league. And also, back, uh, Jerepko, now that he was with me in Detroit and Boston, he's in Europe also in Kimki. Every time we play against each other, we, it's good to, to see him. Here and there, I have a lot of uh, good contact, let um, I met good people on the way, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I could share those moments with them.
1: And those are some really great players as well. Isaiah Thomas was and is a Celtics legend at this point and there's a lot of people who want him to come back and kind of rebuild his career in the team that helped him launch it to that stratosphere anyway. So it's good to see he's staying in touch with everybody and Jarebko was one of my favourite European guys. I I So the final question and like to kind of round this up is you're playing in Italy again now, your home country for Olympiano Milan. Milana? Olympia Milano, there we go. Olympia, is this going to be where you're aiming to end your career? You plan on playing here for a few years and head slowly working towards retirement?
0: No, I have still 20 more years of basketball. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um, It it may be. It may be. Uh, I learned in my career that I have to be ready for everything. uh, and I didn't plan where to retire and when. So um, for what I did, really, I could retire this year also because I had a lot of fun. Pretty good success, and uh, I will be happy about it. But you know, uh, until I have fun, until I can um, help my team in uh, winning, I think uh, until I'm performing, I say uh, I will keep on playing. Uh, and then at the end of the season, every year I will take a, a decision. But now I have two years contract with Milano and I hope uh, I will respect the contract, and uh, they and they and that they will keep me for <laughs> two years, and then we will see.
1: And any plans for what you're gonna do once that once the ball eventually stops bouncing?
0: Uh, no, not really. Nothing. Uh, a lot of ideas, but nothing uh, certain. Um, I'm kind of uh, thinking more about it because, as, as you say, the, uh, let's say I had more basketball uh, years of basketball uh, in my past than in my future, uh, so I need to talk about. Uh, I need to think about it. But I will just want, would like to find something that um, give me the same passion that I have in basketball now. Maybe it can be something in basketball, but I'm I'm open to everything. Uh, I'm very curious. So I would like also maybe to open something, uh, to, uh, a new chapter of my, of my life. Uh, you never know. So I'm open to everything. Let's see where the flow will bring me.
1: Well, that pretty much wraps up every question I've got
0: for you, Gigi. Yeah.
1: Is there anything you want to say before we kind of close this out?
0: No, I want to take the opportunity, first of all, to thank you uh, for calling me and to say hi to all the Celtic fans and thank them again for all the love they showed me and keep on supporting the team, of course. uh, I'm sure that we are very close to some success that everybody wants to uh, achieve and uh, really I will be the most happy uh, person if um, the Celtics will uh, have the success that they want to do because really... They are great people in the organisation and uh, they work in, the, um, in a way that I love and uh, Boston, I have incredible memories as I said before. So let's go Celtics. <laughs>
1: well, thank you very much for jumping on, Gigi. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you,
0: thank, thank you. Take a pleasure. i Make
1: sure you crush it this season.